Welcome to the 13th installment of the Oak Hollow Academy podcast. This time, from the book, I rode a horse of milk-white jade. The book starts out with a girl, Oyuna. She was seemingly cursed with bad luck, which is a huge thing to the Mongols. And when she was little, she had her foot stepped on by a horse, and it crushed it. And, well, she was always hobbled from then on. And it seemed like her bad luck would translate elsewhere. And this all culminated at a point when she was out trying to get the sheep to come in before the storm. And her mom was out trying to get her, and her mom got zapped by lightning, which happens a lot in Mongolia, apparently. And her mom was dead. So, this was all a bad, bad start to life for Oyuna, who was about 12-year-old girl at that point in time. Now, she... Now, what happened then was a huge raid came on to the little village that they lived in. And it was the Khan's men. And they were trying to uh, steal what they needed, including the men, for their upcoming battles elsewhere. And, well, turns out Oyuna's favorite horse, the one she had a special connection with, was stolen. So, to stay with her horse, she disguised herself as a boy and stole some the messenger bags from another person with the little token that says, the, I am the Khan's official messenger, and became an arrow rider. An arrow rider was someone who delivered goods and jewels and was very special to the Khan. This, in this case, Kublai Khan, who was the Khan alive at the writing of this book. So she took off and she rode a long ways before she got herself to the arrow station where she met a woman named Jenma who found out she was not a boy and was quite factually a girl and Jenma wanted her to stay instead of delivering the goods to the Khan to stay to be her son's Jenma's son's wife well Ayuna did not like that very much so she was able to escape from Jenma and it was a near thing but she was able to take off on her horse Bayan with her cat Bator and ride across the steppe and across the Gobi desert and now through getting closer and closer to the Khan entrance. Well, there was more bad luck to be had. She fell down a mountain and decided to go into a cave to sleep the night and to heal her wounds a little bit. And it turns out that was her family's resting place of her shamanous grandmother. It was thought that that would curse her even more. And that now she was like an 
ultra bad luck and she had to wait a little bit to become un uh, to become clean again so she could actually get on her horse and ride into the city but when they got to the gates of the city some of the men were like uh where's your little gold token there missus and she was like well the people at the arrow station with Genma they they stole it and i was able to get the messenger bags back and deliver this and well they took everything and rode her into the city as a more of a criminal than anything else and they took her to the con and she uh delivered the messenger's bags the con was suspicious but they op- when he opened it he saw that it was two of his favorite exotic foods from elsewhere olives from greece and cheese from corsica it was they were given to him as gifts from those kind of people so unsurprisingly oyuna was shocked that the that it was olives and cheese in these bags and the con kublai con let her stay there and she explained to him that her, it was her lifelong passion to ride in this big horse race and win it so she could get her family's luck back on track and since kublai con had so many white mares that then he what he said he would give one to her so he could so that she could win the race she thanked him profusely but before taking off again uh she noticed that her horse bayan had started to uh filly had a filly in it and she decided to stay a while longer and made herself useful by making clothing for the soldiers and uh doing some cooking and other things uh really the palace life which she didn't love, but she did all her tasks dutifully. Unfortunately, then it starts. Then the after the filly was grown up a little bit, all the horses started getting sick, and she, from her riding days, had known. There was a medicine with roots that would help save them. And she rode out and she rushed back. She wasn't in time to save her own horse, the one she loved dearly, Bayan. But she was in time to save most of the rest of them. So the Khan gave her some money, (laughs) a lot of money, for this brave deed. And she was able to really pick the best horse for the race and also take her filly home the con had originally planned to keep it and she also got to pick her choice of husband and she picked well and they were married for a while and when they went back from the city uh she went back and she rode in the race and since she was such a skilled rider she was actually able to win it and it's it stopped the race finish was in her old village t- town home where she reunited f- with her father 
and they they lived with her, her husband and her father, and they all lived happily ever after. The end. Now, I find this interesting. This is not a Chinese story. It's a Mongolian story. And I think because they were attacking the West of that time, that it had more of a Western ending to it than an Eastern ending to it. The Chinese endings are all, well, this person outwitted this person, and they lived better, but not perfectly ever again. This was much more of a Western ending, and I'm wondering if some of that Western culture was rubbing off on them when they were attacking. So the writer could have thought about that and put that ending in as well. So I hope you enjoyed this installment of the Oak Hollow Academy podcast, and I'll see you with the Year of the Tiger review next week.